Hey there, welcome back to The Truth is Somewhere. This is a podcast where we talk about conspiracy theories and other things in that area. My name's Corey. And my name's Megan. And uh, what are we talking about today? So I'm actually really excited about our topic today. Um, so we're going to talk about Bigfoot. And being from the Pacific Northwest, uh, Bigfoot's a big deal for us. Um, Aren't you excited every time? I think every time you've I been like... I am excited every time. But I'm excited. One, like, this one... Uh, has some home to it for us. Yeah. Because like, I remember growing up and going to Applegate Lake and going to the Bigfoot Trap. Okay. Like, every summer. So, I don't know. Bigfoot's just, like, this enigma that has existed in my life since I was little. That makes sense. I mean, Bigfoot is pretty interesting. I've got uh, family and friends yeah. that um love bigfoot follow it you know go to big big bigfoot conventions things like that yeah um my mom dated bigfoot for a little while so <laughs> that's right i do have a, have a funny story about bigfoots to start us off so when i used to work in famous footwear we had this guy come in and uh he was he needed hiking boots and he needed hiking boots so it'd sit up tall on your ankles because where where we grew up it gets hot and there's a lot of rat- rattlesnakes when you go hiking and stuff and so the guy wanted boots that could protect him if he were to step where, like, rattlesnakes would be so that yeah. they would bite the boot instead of him, right? Reasonable. And then he was talking about how much he goes hiking and how one time he ran into a family of Bigfoots. A whole, a whole family. family of Bigfoots. What, how many does that consist of, did he say? What he does... doesn't say. He just said a family of Bigfoots. And that you have to be really careful when you run into Bigfoots because they can read your mind. Oh. And so he ran into, like, Grandpa Bigfoot, uh-huh. is what he explained, and he, like, froze, uh-huh. and he's staring down this Bigfoot, and the Bigfoot's, like, reading his mind, right? Oh, yeah? And, like, Bigfoot decides that this dude's a-okay, and, okay. like, invites yeah. him back to, like, sit around the campfire with his family. What? He like, sat... I don't know, that guy was smoking some good shit. <laughs> so he sat around the campfire with some, some Bigfoot. With some Bigfoots. Is it is it Bigfoot or Big Feet? Bigfoots or Big Feet? Everything I've heard is Bigfoots. Bigfoots. Okay, yeah. I guess that makes sense because, I mean, I guess it does. I guess it makes sense sense either way. Okay. Okay. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So that's my funny story about Bigfoots. Um, so legends about huge ape man creature things exist all over the world. Sure. Like this is this is not a thing that is unique to the Pacific Northwest. Um. And the creature is known as Bigfoot or Sasquatch to those in North America, particularly those in the northwestern U.S. and uh, British Columbia. I'm going to cover a few of the other legends thought to be related to our Bigfoot. So Sasquatch is a North American... Yes. Okay. Sasquatch is specifically North American. Okay. Okay. Um, And I'll get into that in a little bit, but I'm going to cover some of the other ones first. Sure, sure. So there are Almas in the mountains of Central Asia... And they were noted by a German traveler, Johann Schlittberger, in 1400, in the Tian Shan Mountains, uh, quote, live a wild people who have nothing in common with other human beings. A pelt covers the entire body of these creatures. Ooh, a whole pelt. A whole pelt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then there's the Chemosit in Kenya. And some witnesses say that the Chemosit looks like a hyena or a bear, but the Nandi people who live in the area say that the creature is an enormous and violent primate that eats brains. So, brains. like, not only are we Bigfoot, but we are zombie Bigfoot. Oh, okay. I don't I don't know. I mean, just because you eat a brain doesn't mean you're a zombie. Okay, 
Okay, well, that's, like, automatically what I thought. Like, okay. brains are awfully specific. Brian. Brian. And then there's the, the Hibagon in Japan. And this creature stands only five feet tall, but has footprints that are two to three times the size of a normal human's. Okay. So he's short, but he's got real big paddle feet. Sure. Which sure. makes me giggle, because I just feel like they probably flop as he's walking. <laughs> yeah. That would be ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. uh... Probably he's a pretty good swimmer, too. Probably. He's got flippers. Uh, the the Mapinguari in Brazil and reports from 1937 claim that the Mapinguari went on a three-week-long rampage and slaughtered over 100 cows and ripped their tongues out from their bodies. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So not so peaceful in other parts of the world. Well, I don't think... Yeah, I guess some of them are. Well, because, right like, here, I mean, we was... grew up with the idea of Harry and the Hendersons, where they're, True. like, really shy and elusive, which is why we never see them. Yeah, yeah. And they're not violent. They're just kind of, like, chilling and apparently can read your mind. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Like, really, though, Harry and the Hendersons, like, that was my jam as a kid. Sure. Yeah. I only saw it a few times. Anyway, the Orang Pendek in Indonesia. Mm-hmm. Uh, this version is also short in stature, but walks with backward-pointing feet to throw off anyone tracking them. Okay. Yeah, so their feet are facing the the wrong way, so that people think they're going the other way. That means it'd be really front-heavy. Yeah. I mean, that's silly. That just doesn't work. (laughs) It's really silly. That doesn't work. I mean, anybody, anybody worth their salt in tracking would be like, well, the pressure's all weird on this footstep. Yeah. And then... You know, when we walk forward, we lean forward, which is why our feet extend forward to know. catch our weight. Whatever. Silly, That's silly the folklore. That's the yeah, legend. Yeah. Anyway, uh-huh. the urine in the Hubei province of China, and according to this legend, the urine becomes so overjoyed at the sight of a human that it grabs a human tightly by the arms and then faints. It faints? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's still holding on really tight to the human. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. So happy it faints like a fainting goat. Mm-hmm. But then, then when it wakes up, uh, it still has a hold of you and it eats the human. Oh, yeah, I know. Like it was the cutest thing. And then Aww. I was like, why do I have to get so ugly? Yeah, like, it was so cute. It was, like uh... I'm so happy to see you, and he like falls over. I mean, our dog pretty much gets like that about this food. So <laughs> I'm so happy true. for food. Well, <laughs> that's nah. true. He doesn't faint, but he might yeah. as well. Uh. There's the Yeti in the Himalayas, okay, and also called the Abominable Snowman. It's often depicted as a white version of North America's Sasquatch that camouflages itself in snowy conditions. Makes sense. That seems the most uh, reasonable as far as, like, camouflage goes. Yeah. And then there's the Yowie in Australia, and there are two tribes and two different species of Yowie. Okay. Yeah. So one is very similar to the North American Sasquatch in size, but has a more primate-looking face. And is considerably more aggressive and dangerous than the shy and reclusive Bigfoot. Okay. And then the other species is much smaller, measuring between four and five feet tall. And cave art depicts tall, hairy figures beside the small aboriginal drawings. Oh. So there's, like, actually old school. So it's been around for a long time. Yeah. Uh, so, also in that vein, though, like, the North American version has been around for a long time, too. Okay. And it comes from uh, indigenous peoples. So the name Sasquatch itself actually comes from the word sesquak, meaning wild man in the Halkomalim language of the Coast Salish people. It so really makes sense. That word actually just sounds Indian, Native American. Yeah. Like, it sounds like it's from North America. Yeah. So there's all these, like, different 
ideas of Bigfoot from several different tribes. Right. Uh, so Bigfoot came to be a popular term after a large footprint was found in Northern California. Mm-hmm. And then a little while later, the world famous video of quote, Patty, the Bigfoot in the same area of California. Okay. And that video was taken in 1967 by Robert Patterson and Bob Gimlin working to make a documentary about Bigfoot. And conveniently they found one. So it's well, the, yeah. it's the famous video that everyone yeah, we've has seen. seen. It. Like we've everyone seen it. has seen Walking this video. Walking through the woods, yeah. rainy. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like swinging his long arms and he looks directly at the camera, mm-hmm. which is like overly convenient. Um, and so, <sighs> so I've seen, I've seen videos about that Sasquatch, mm-hmm. uh, where they're like, it just doesn't walk like a man. Right. No. And I'm like, there's actually, I have a little bit about that too. Okay. So the videos obviously face a lot of scrutiny. Obviously. Like, obviously. And, um, I mean, it's been 50 years, but it still hasn't been proven to be a hoax. Like nobody can actually say definitively this is a hoax. I mean, that's and what happens been... when you're... Video quality is as far as it is, but for the time. Yeah, there's several people who have come forward claiming to be the man in the ape suit, but all of the different stories contradict each other, and Mm. no one has actually produced a suit. So it's kind of believed that the claims themselves are hoaxes, not the video. Like, people are just trying to cash in on the popularity of the video. That makes sense, yeah. Um, And then further research indicates that it would be extremely difficult to make a suit to match Patty. Because of to specifically the limb ratio, like its legs are short and its arms are abnormally long. Okay. And like a human being could not take on that shape even in a costume, essentially, is what people are trying to say. Well, even though right. I think that there are probably technologies where you could like basically make saggy pants and then like extensions for your arms. Yeah. I... But that's one of the big things. That's one of the big arguments is like the way that it is shaped and the way that it moves uh-huh. couldn't be replicated by a human. Okay. So it's never been proven to be false. It's still considered one of the like main pieces of proof for the existence of Bigfoot. And yeah. like people talk all the time though about like skeptics mm-hmm. really talk about the fact that we have like amazing technology now. Like everybody's got like a 4k video camera in their pockets now. Why don't we have better images of Bigfoot now? Just more of them. Yeah, or more images, really. I, I mean, mean, we're like, finding we're finding animals that we thought were extinct. Well, and there's, like, more... There are more images of Bigfoot, but every single one of them is still, like, grainy and ugly. And it's like, did you take this on your cell phone from, like, I don't know, 500 feet away and, and tried to zoom, zoom in? Yeah, and there was, like, no way you could have got a better picture. Right, and so it's... it's a, to be fair to the skeptics, it's a little strange, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, course. um, the other big thing that researchers use as uh, proof of the existence of Bigfoot is the fact that there are so many credible eyewitnesses, like, all across the country. So you've got so many people with corroborated stories. So, like, you might have, like, two doctors who see it. Okay. And so they're considered to be credible witnesses, and they've seen some sort of ape man while they were out and about in the woods or wherever it happened, they happened to be. Mm-hmm. So that's, like, the other big thing that they focus on as far as, like, this is proof. is like, mu- there must be something out there because all of these cultures have some form of giant ape man. Bears. Right. right. They could be bears. Bears, yeah. Bears, I oh mean... my. Um, and then most Native American tribes, I touched on this a little bit, have folklore regarding a large hairy ape-like man. Mm-hmm. And... So what's crazy is, like, the tribes are spread across North America, and they have several different languages, uh-huh. and several different, like, dialects within those languages, but all of them have a word for this. 
And even though they wouldn't have necessarily crossed paths, and it, the word might have come into existence at, like, different times, every single one of them have a folklore for Bigfoot. Okay. Which, that's kind of crazy. I mean, it is a little bit crazy, but I'm, just about every lore has a dragon as well. Sure. There could be just certain things that we are drawn to. And that might just be something. Or Bigfoot might actually exist. I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm so in the want Bigfoot to exist camp. Of course I, I want Bigfoot to this, exist. Like... Of course I want it to. But it's just, it's one of those things that, come on, it's, it's 2018. So I know. I and know. we have no solid evidence. I know. We have been to the deepest depths of our oceans. And sure, we don't know everything about that. And yes, our forests are deep and our forests are wide. But you're telling me that out of all of these cultures that have some big woolly man, that none of them have actually caught one? None of them have actually found one? That's my biggest thing with it. Like, yeah, and there's a lot of researchers who actually talk about, like, the the only way we're ever going to definitively prove that Bigfoot exists if he is is killed and captured. Yeah. Like, but what's crazy is, like... Skamania County in Washington, like, very lower Washington, basically, mm-hmm. Oregon, Washington, has a law on the books that it's illegal to hunt Bigfoot. Whether that's because they care very much about Bigfoot, or it's because people like to pray, play pranks and put on an ape suit and walk around in the forest and they're afraid of people getting shot because somebody wants to catch Bigfoot so badly, I don't know. But... I, I mean, I think there's something to say about, like, don't kill him and capture yeah. it, you know? Yeah. It's a very endearing and very tenacious idea. Like, th- there yeah. could be this kind of, like, shy, reclusive, l- l- kind of missing link, if you will. Some distant relative to, to common man, you know? I mean, just looking at it from that perspective, where are the bones? Yeah. Okay, but I, I, I have something to get into about the bones. Okay. Um, and I'm going to get into that a little bit later, but right now we're going to talk about languages. Okay. Uh, what does uh, El Yeti speak? So Sasquatches are believed to have a language, and they are said to make howling and screaming noises at night. Okay. And they can also make noises that sound like rocks crashing together. Like with their mouths, or do they? It didn't say crash? how they make that sound, but I'm sure nobody actually knows. But they, how they, make they have it, decided yeah. to attribute this sound to Bigfoot. Okay, the okay. sound of crashing rocks. Yes. So in the 1970s, two researchers, Al Berry and Ron Moorhead, recorded these sounds in the Sierra Nevada Mountains in California. Mm-hmm. And these are now referred to as the Sierra Sounds Collection and are widely regarded as authentic recordings of Sasquatches. So those are the rocks. Okay. Kind of sounds like a bunch of drunk people. <laughs> this kind of sounds like a bunch of drunk people. So it was one of them calling to them. Oh. And remember, they're in the Sierra Nevada mountains, so it's not like they're in a jungle somewhere. 
where there would be monkeys. Sure. They're in California. So that is what they consider to be Sasquatch language. That's interesting. Like, I, I mean, I really think it sounds like some drunk people. Or some monkeys. But, like, what's weird about that is they're in the Sierra Nevada Mountains in California. So definitely not in a place that would normally have monkeys. It's not like those would be natural sounds for that that area of nature. I agree. I agree. I mean, there were definitely some... Um, Abnormal, I don't know, trills, I think is the word I'm looking for, mm-hmm. uh, in the in the voice. And there was definitely, like, the cadence didn't seem quite human, but none of it sounded like anything that a human couldn't make. Right. Except for, like, the rock crashing sounds. I could make a rock crashing well, sound make, yeah, by you, crashing rocks. If you crash some rocks <laughs> together. You're right. Humans could totally make that noise. But again, according to, like, Bigfoot researchers, so there's actually, the Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization is an actual... Bigfoot organization. Yeah, I've heard of them. Like, for real, that's what they do. Yeah, someone funds that. Yeah, yeah, for real. And that's what they actually do for a living is they hunt for Bigfoot, and they have all this proof, and they document all of this stuff. And so, like, it's considered by people who do this for a living, even Mm -hmm. if they're a little, like, aliens kind of people, Yeah, that this is the definitive this is what a Sasquatch sounds like. This is what they sound like in the wild. So if I ever hear some drunk people whooping and... <laughs> it's a Sasquatch and run uh, away. Falling on rocks? <laughs> yeah. Run, because the Sasquatch... Well, they already... They, I mean, how far can they read my mind? Maybe they already have. Maybe. Maybe they have. Maybe they, they know if you're friend or yeah. foe. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Ooh. So you were asking about bones. And that's, like, this is obviously the biggest skeptical question. Mm-hmm. Like, why have we never found Bigfoot bones? So why have we never found Bigfoot bones? There is actually an author, uh, D.L. Sousey, claims that we have found evidence, but it's been discounted as being evidence of something else. So essentially, like, we've found Bigfoot bones, but we keep saying it's something else, is what he's trying to claim. Okay. Which, I mean, it could happen, I guess. Um, and it it makes especially more sense once I get a little further into this. Um, and he claims that up until the 1930s, scientists were regularly discovering skeletons of human-like creatures that averaged between 7 and 8 feet tall. Okay, and there's, like, actual... There's actual evidence of this. So there's really bones? Yes. Where? Well, there were. Uh, of course, so there were. There's a little bones. bit of a conspiracy about this too. Uh huh. Otherwise, we wouldn't be talking about it. I think it's possible, right? Um, so, in 1934, the Smithsonian put out an announcement that giant skeleton finds were bogus. Um, my word's not theirs <laughs> because the people finding them were misidentifying them. Okay. And then, because of this notice, skeletons of this variety were misclassified and then subsequently lost because nobody thought that they mattered. Yeah, I just. <sighs> Why would they say that they were bogus, though? Unless they weren't actually bogus. Okay. You're going to have some, like, real scientists telling people right. that they're bogus. Well, okay. So these skeletons were also sometimes classified as giants and were often found in large burial mounds across the U.S. And, like, this is actually a thing. Like, this is a very well-documented thing mm-hmm. that there are these crazy huge burial mounds all across the United States. And they were finding giant skeletons in these in the the mid to late 19th centuries. Okay. 
And, um, like, there were lots of, there were lots of articles in reputable newspapers, like the New York Times, about these finds, and there are photos of these finds. I just, the early 1900s is, like, the time of the freak show. Sure. But, so, there are 17 cases of the Smithsonian finding these skeletons. Like, Mm -hmm. 17 reported cases of the Smithsonian being like, we found these skeletons. Okay. And then, additionally, them paying to take skeletons from other people who found them. Oh. And then they put out this edict that, like, it's all bogus, and all of the skeletons conveniently disappeared. Like, nobody knows where they are. They're aliens. So, for whatever reason, uh, D.L. Saucy thinks that some of these skeletons, at least, were Bigfoots rather than giants. Giant, giant what? Giant giant people. Like, giants. Oh, like, I thought you were just saying they were- No, like, actually giants. Oh, okay. Like, actually giants. Like, Like, ice giants. Like, myths and legends giants, yes. Like- like what uh, Thor fought. Yes. Okay. So D.L. Saucy thinks that some of these skeletons were probably giants and some of them were probably Bigfoots. Okay. But unfortunately they've gone missing so we can't we can't look at them and know what mm. they would have been. Um, maybe they're under um, the airport in Denver. Maybe. Maybe that's what they're using that for to, to keep the, uh, the skeletons. But for some reason the Smithsonian wanted to cover up. Mm-hmm. that giants existed. I don't know why. So actually, I got way into the weeds on this giants thing when I was doing the research, and I think we're going to do an episode about it, because I was oh, just like, this giants? is so interesting. That'd be fun. Yeah, we should do And that. the burial mounds, yeah. and like the Smithsonian covering it up, and why would the government want to hide the idea of giants? Let's do it. I think like, uh, I think that that's yeah. more episode fodder. Yeah, exactly. So I, I only stumbled upon that because I was researching about finding Bigfoot bones. Okay. And... and because some of the giant bones may have been Bigfoot bones. I stumbled upon this crazy story that we're going to tell later. So, why aren't we finding more of those? Because the Smithsonian's covering it up? Because the government is big, some part of big some, some big conspiracy. I mean, that's what we're talking about, right? It's yeah. constant conspiracies, right? So there's some sort of conspiracy that says Bigfoot exists, but the government doesn't want us to know about it. Government doesn't want us to know anything. Well, I mean, it's kind of true. Keep your uh, keep your sheeple blind. Exactly. Wake up, sheeple. There's Bigfoots out there. There's Bigfoots afoot. There's Bigfoots afoot. <laughs> uh, I do have a picture from the New York Times of one of these giant skeletons, and it's pretty crazy. Like they they stood it up in a little coffin and stood it next to two normal sized dudes, and it's freaking huge. That that is pretty huge. And the Smithsonian um, says it's a hoax, and it may well be. I don't know. It, it, I mean, yeah, a lot of that stuff was a hoax back then. I, I yeah, mean, you can find P.T. Barnum and the Freak Shows, right? Yeah, I right. Know. So, I mean, possibly, but also, how tall is it? And how tall are they? Well, so because supposedly people, these were on average between seven and eight feet tall. Okay, some people are that tall. Yeah. Well, but so what I was reading, <laughs> the course of the giant stuff, is uh-huh. that it's like. Point zero 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 two percent chance that a human will be between seven and eight feet tall. Okay. Like, it's very little. Yeah. So in order to find 17 of these giant skeletons, the Smithsonian would have had to exhume 2.5 million bodies in order to find this many giant skeletons. Y- so yes and no, but I mean, what about, what about genetic uh, mutations? Well, wouldn't giant gigantism be a genetic mutation? That's my point. Maybe there was a whole host of giants at one point. Yeah. We don't know. That's kind of the whole point. Anyway, okay. we're way off track because we're supposed to be talking about Bigfoot and not giants. We're talking about Bigfoot. They are giants. That's true. Giants would have big feet. So maybe Bigfoot was always just a giant. Maybe 
Oh man, what are those? What are what are they? Ghillie suits? What are the suits that are? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe they're just giants running around in ghillie suits. Like giants still exist, and they're just like running around, like he he he. Everybody thinks we're Bigfoot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or they're like, oh I'm man. A giant, I no, do no, that. no. Not even like he he. Everyone thinks we're Bigfoot, but they're like running around in ghillie suits because it's the best camouflage. That's true. It is the best yeah, camouflage. Yeah, they're like, like they're I'm like so off big. The grid. I'm so big that you know just walking around in the forest, no one would notice me. But if I put on a ghillie suit. Boom, suddenly I lay down and I'm just a pile of moss. Yeah. You know? No one's going to see me lying down on this log. Fair. I mean, it's... It's it's fair. If we're going to say that they have a language and we're going to say that they talk to each other and they clank rocks together, I mean, who's to say that they don't know some basic survival and tool using? Sure. That that all makes sense. And it would explain the fact that there continue to be sightings of Bigfoot to this day. Right. So I'm going to talk about some of the most recent, or some of, not the most recent, but some notable recent sightings. Okay. Um, in 2009, a 19-year-old college student traveling on a winding road in New York State swerved to avoid a grocery bag that had a half-open box of cereal and one lo- log in it. That's what was in the grocery bag. So he swerves to avoid it in this winding yeah. road. Yeah. And then in his rearview mirror, he sees, like, a flash of something humanoid across his rearview mirror. Uh-huh. So he turns his car around, and then he says he got, like, a three to four second glimpse of a large hairy creature walking on two feet about 50 feet away. Okay. And then he said the um, this hairy creature had muscular shoulders and palms that faced up. I don't know how he saw all of that in three to four seconds, but he did. Yeah. That's fast. Yeah. Well, so definitely the palms that face up are a big thing because mm-hmm. we can face our palms up. Yeah. Bears cannot. Can At least they wouldn't. No, they, they would wouldn't because if they stood up they'd have all like limp wrist. Yeah, they would. their wrists would be down. There would be yeah. no reason for them to palm up. It's right. important that we can palm up because that's how we hold things. Bears don't hold things like that. So, so it makes sense as far as a primate goes. Right. Yeah. And I think I think three seconds is enough time to tell whether you see something's palms or not. But muscular shoulders? I mean broad. He could have just he been... Just been like, it was big. Yeah. yeah. Real Muscular big. is kind of an interesting way to describe it. Yeah. Um but definitely like palms I think is a is a very key is a very key thing. I mean that's the first thing we look at when we well that's one thing that we look at when we look at people is hands. Um it's sure. actually the uh the 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 common salute now uh, in the United States compared to the British salute uh the British salute uh, salute. Out. Yeah, they have hand up. And the reason for that is um, it actually originally came from knights raising their visor. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. You would raise your visor so that people would see your face. <laughs> We're sitting here doing this no, movement yeah, like yeah. people can see us. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm showing you. Yeah. Uh, so that they'd see your face. So so when they stopped wearing those helmets, you'd still put your hand up. But at the same time, what you're out. doing is you're showing palm out. And palm yeah. out shows, look, I have nothing in my hands. But in the U.S., it's flat. It's flat. It's flat yeah. or slightly tilted in towards us. Yeah. Um, so, and it's just a slight... Um, Variation. deviation variation of the the british but it's from the british salute. but anyways uh palms are important you can you can easily uh like eyes generally when you glance at someone especially someone you don't know you look at uh you look at their face their body posture and their hands because you're you can tell a lot from how someone's hands are one whether they're holding on to something or two if their hands are clenched yeah because you can tell someone's rushing. tension just right. through their hands that's true i hadn't thought about that yeah um and then in 2011, a fishing guide and his clients, an attorney and a commercial pilot, spotted a Bigfoot in the glades in Florida. Okay. Uh, Florida actually calls Bigfoot skunk ape. Skunk ape. Because <laughs> apparently he smells real bad. In Florida? That's in just... Florida. Yeah, isn't that crazy? 
Yeah, because yeah. we, we have this, like, thought process that, that Bigfoot must like it where it's cold. Because we were always talking about, like, the findings of, of Bigfoot in, in the mountains in the Pacific Northwest where it's going to be colder and it's going to be rainy and he's going to make use of all that fur. And then to find him in freaking Florida... Yeah. Or maybe he's on vacation. I don't know. I, I want to go to Florida for vacation. <laughs> I also think, like, most of the places where Bigfoot is sighted mm-hmm. are the places where you can have the most, um, I wouldn't say optical illusions, but in a sense, yes, illusions. You saw something mm-hmm. out of the corner of your eye because you saw a bush. Well, this is a whole lot more than the corner of the eye. That's what this I'm saying. Some of these, a lot more than the corner and, of the and eye. Florida makes it a little more difficult because Florida yeah. isn't exactly known for its, um, luscious forests it has swamps that's it has... he was in the swamp that's yeah. they found him in a okay, swamp okay so there you go but but let me finish all right all right what what these people found so at first they thought it was a wild boar which makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. and it was hunched over and and digging in the sand for like crustaceans or 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 shellfish or something uh-huh. for, for food um and then the guide and his clients claim that the skunk ape was as wide as a side-by-side refrigerator freezer when it stood up to look at them okay so that's big. That's yeah, a really, that's, that's big. That's, that's pretty thick. And he had a muscular torso. <laughs> this is so funny. A ZZ top beard, but a hairless forehead. So he's very much like Harry and the Hendersons. Yeah. This is yeah. very Harry and the Hendersons style. And the skunk ape stared at the trio for roughly 15 seconds. That's uh-huh. a long time. Yeah. 15 seconds is a long time. I think about what a like, deer does. What is this thing? It could kill me. Yeah. Right? Because it's the size of a freaking side-by-side refrigerator freezer. Sure. That's sure. big. And they're in a swamp. Like, where are they going to go? So then he stares at them for 15 seconds, and he snorts at them and walks away. Oh. And there's three people. Three people in this boat that corroborate this story. So either they drank too much, or, like, I don't know, swamp smell got to them. Yeah. Or they saw a fucking Bigfoot. So he had ZZ Top beard and a bald head. No, no, no. A hairless forehead. Oh, hairless forehead. So he's very hairy in the Hendersons looking. Okay, yeah. 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 So his face is mostly... Like, his face is visible. So it could really just be, like like you said, a real big guy with a real big beard and a ghillie suit. Well, yeah, I was talking giants, but yeah, I see yeah. what you're saying. It, I mean, it could be something like that. Um, <laughs> one of my favorite recent stories comes out of Cloverdale, California, so a little closer to what we normally see Bigfoot uh-huh. in. And this was in 2007, and it was a law enforcement officer. So this is what I'm talking about with it, them being very credible witnesses. I think I've heard this one. Uh, so he had been called out to a ranch uh, when he noticed someone or something coming up out of a ravine on the side of the road. And he assumed that he had, like, startled someone who was growing pot illegally, uh-huh. like, out in the forest. So he turned his car around, and it was nighttime, so he shone the headlights into the ravine... And when he illuminated the ravine, there was a Bigfoot described as between six and seven feet tall and covered in matted brown fur. And he noticed that it had, like, leaves and stuff stuck in the mats of its fur on its back like it had just been laying down. And maybe he startled it Uh like it was napping or something. And he startled it. um, And the Bigfoot turned away from the officer and made its way back into the undergrowth. And then (laughs) this officer submitted this to the Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization. Uh, And he said... Quote, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. It was definitely something I was not going to put on the radio. Because he's like, I'm nuts, right? I just saw a Bigfoot. I'm not going to tell the rest of the police force that I saw a Bigfoot. This is nuts. But he felt like he had enough conviction about the fact that he saw a Bigfoot that he was willing to tell the Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization about his encounter with Bigfoot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
yeah, bears. The thing, the thing about bears is they don't generally walk on their hind legs. They can stand on their they hind can, legs, and I'm sure, sure they can do. I'm sure they can walk. Mm-hmm. Just probably not very well. And bears also tend not to have matted fur because it's not really that long. Yeah, it's like stands. Yeah, I mean, definitely not matted fur. But it, when it's dark, it's hard to tell. He had his headlights on it though. It's not like he couldn't see. True, true. But he didn't have his dash cam on. No, I guess not. Hmm. Damn. Yeah, wouldn't that have been nice? It would have been nice. Uh, Then in February of this year, so Mm -hmm. like real recent, uh, an undisclosed witness found a couple of large footprints on an abandoned futon mattress in Oregon's Alderwood State Wayside Park. The barefoot prints, so they're barefoot, Mm -hmm. no no shoes, measured at 13.25 inches in length, which isn't out of the realm for a human being. Yeah. Like it's a really long foot, but it's possible like for somebody really tall. But what was weird is they were five and a half inches in width at the ball of the foot, which is oh, huge. Like, yeah. people who have big feet, like, lengthwise, they tend to be fairly yeah. narrow. Yeah. Because that's just how our construction is. Yeah. Um, and then both feet are represented on this finding. So he, like, walked on the futon. Mm-hmm. And he had a 48-inch gait, which is fucking huge. That's like, you must be this tall to ride this ride between his fucking legs as yeah, he's that's, walking. That's uh, more than half how tall I am. Yeah, that's yeah. nuts. That's a really big gait. Yeah. So, like, they, they're they taking this as proof that it must be a Bigfoot because, like, or it's somebody who really understands, um, like, ape foot anatomy uh-huh. who's making these. Like, there, yeah. was, there was a guy at uh, University of Washington in the 1960s who started started all this research, like, scientific mm-hmm. research into the field of, like, I think they call it Bigfootology. So this professor started doing all this scientific research into Bigfoot, and uh, he, he has all these casts of Bigfoot prints because mm-hmm. we've been finding them forever, right? Sure. We've been finding Bigfoot prints everywhere since forever. Yeah. And he was talking about how... It was possible that they could be hoaxes, but it would have to be somebody who had, like, extreme knowledge of the way that primate feet are formed. Uh-huh. Because some of them showed, like, injured feet. Like, the casts uh-huh. showed where, like, maybe a bone had been broken in a foot. Okay. And there was, like, maybe a deformity there. So you would have to have a really keen understanding of how a primate's foot forms. So we're talking either somebody, like, a zoologist... Or maybe a veterinarian or a podiatrist out there making big feet prints just for like shits and giggles, right? I mean, or it's someone who made a Bigfoot print and it just happened to have that that all of them though. No, every Bigfoot print ever. You're you're telling me that every Bigfoot print that comes to this guy, he looks at and goes, "Yeah, I accept this one." I guarantee you, there are Bigfoot prints that come to this guy and he goes, "No, no, there's no way." That this could yes, be a big footprint. But he's like, there are so many of them that it is unlikely that there are that many people who have this much understanding of primate and feet. And what I'm saying is there is an expert of primate feet out there that when he sees something that matches what he wants to see, he accepts it. <laughs> you just don't want to believe in Bigfoot. <laughs> no, I do want to believe in Bigfoot. I just don't. Corey ruins everything. No. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I do. Everything. Uh, okay, so back on the science a little bit for you. The ape man is believed by some to be Gigantopithecus. Okay. 
which was a, like, truly, this existed, was a massive, very distant relative of humans that lived in Southeast Asia for nearly one million years. Okay. And it's believed that they died out around 300,000 years ago, but they think that there's a possibility that some small tribes of them lived for longer, so there could have been crossover with humans. Like, we could have possibly Mm -hmm. seen them at some point, which might explain some of the legends. Okay. Um... What's really sense. crazy about Gigantopithecus is that um, he's estimated to have stood 10 feet tall. Wow. So much taller than what we think of as Bigfoot. Okay. So maybe they made it. Maybe they made a modern human. Or not modern human. But, but, but like they've evolved to whatever they are now. Yeah, maybe that's why they're smaller. I don't know. I mean, that um, makes sense. Things uh, generally shrunk down for a long time and now things are kind of getting bigger again. Yeah. And th- things will do that. They could have been, for whatever reason, they could have become smaller there's a whole island um that they found a couple years back uh full of a bunch of very tiny people Mm -hmm. that they call uh they dubbed hobbits they all they were all extinct um and i'm sure they figured out why they were extinct maybe they didn't but um regardless they were all like two three feet tall a whole island full of people that were like no greater than three feet tall that's crazy yeah humans so the fact that you know we could have some offshoot of a uh, human that is shorter than what it was before is entirely possible. Sure. Uh, so that so he's 10 feet tall, and they believe that he weighed in at 1,200 pounds. Okay. And to put this in perspective for you, um, a gorilla weighs 400 pounds at, like, the top end. Okay. So, I mean, how tall is a gorilla, though? I don't know. But that's, that's real heavy, because mm-hmm. gorillas are big. So, anyway, some people believe that Gigantopithecus is still in existence today and is incredibly shy and reclusive, and that's our Bigfoot. It, it sounds entirely probable if we would have found them. Yeah, I understand. And then, so, this is kind of cool, and this is what's going to excite you, because it's, it's science-based. Uh, recently, samples of Yeti fur mm-hmm. uh, and feces were genetically tested and discovered to belong to a bear species that calls the Himalayas their home. Mm-hmm. And what's really, really cool and interesting about this is that it's believed that this particular species of bear broke off from other species of bear 650,000 years ago. Oh, wow. And has since, like, here too, been undiscovered. Like, they oh. think that they found a brand new species of bear that is somehow distantly related to ancient polar bears. Like, they think it might be a hybrid between ancient polar bears and brown bears. Okay. But it's a species of bear that they've never seen before. That's by, really cool. Based on their DNA. So instead of finding Bigfoot, they found... So instead of finding a Yeti, they found a bear that n- no one knew existed because of the Yeti... Search. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. Which is actually... super, super neat. Yeah. So, I mean, you know what? There's a 650,000-year-old bear out in the mountains of the Himalayas yeah. that hadn't been discovered until now. So it's really not that far off to think that maybe there's a Bigfoot out there that really hasn't been <sighs> discovered until now. I mean, maybe... the. Up in the mountains, like the snowy mountains, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe. It's absolutely possible. Yeah, I'm just, I just saying, think, like, if they found this bear. So, when I asked about bones, you were like, oh, yeah, the bones a hundred years ago. Right, I know. But what about the bones today? It's still being covered up by the gover- government. Come on, You're, keep up. Nobody, like, you gotta get in the, era, the, conspiracy of the era of the internet where nothing disappears... You can't argue with me that it does, otherwise Snowden would be gone. That's true. You're right. I mean, I just don't want you to be right. I know. This is, like, this is the hardest one for me, because I so badly, like, 
so badly want to believe in Bigfoot because I just grew up with this like idea of this. I know we're from the Pacific Northwest, where we're super kind and kind of like shy and sad and alone and. Like, it's just You so... just want a big puppy. I, yes, I have anthropomorphized this being that probably doesn't exist. Yeah. And I can't, I can't help it. This is me. I mean, I would love to walk through the forest and be like, Bigfoot! Wow! Yeah. An alien! Oh! Bigfoot! <laughs> what? I know. Is that a jackalope? <laughs> yeah, for sure. So... Is, are you part of the Illuminati? <laughs> I'm gonna close this story out with a quote that I picked just for you. Okay. And it is a quote from Ross Barnett, an evolutionary biologist and expert DNA something that I didn't write down. He's an expert in DNA at Durham Durham University for the National Geographic. He told this to the National Geographic. Okay. And he said, you can't debunk a myth with anything as mundane as facts. As long as the stories are told and retold, and bears are glimpsed in other than ideal conditions, or leave melting footprints in the snow, there will be stories of yetis. Yeah. I didn't think religion sticks around. Yeah. (laughs) Just because ideas are tenacious doesn't mean they're worthy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mean to insult any uh, of our religious listeners, all possibly one of you. Uh, (laughs) But, Bigfoot... uh, yeah, I mean, he kind of brings up a good point there, doesn't yeah. he? I want to believe Bigfoot exists. That's what I, that's what that's I was saying earlier it, with the whole, the scenes in the woods, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, you only caught a glimpse of him. You only saw him for three seconds, mm-hmm. you know? How do you know it wasn't a bear? Right, yeah. the, the, or, the Florida one is the, the one that, to me, sounds like it has the most credence. Yeah. But at the same time, yeah, three guys all have this one story, but could they not have all been like, we're going to come back and we're going to tell people we saw Bigfoot? Sure. But that's just, like, the credence of a non-believer. Sure. And this cop. Yeah. Could could a bear not have, like, rolled around in the leaves? Again. But it walked away. It walked away. It, and that was... And that was tall? That's a sure, big bear. Sure. It, wa- it walked away. But... Uh, was he seeing things right? It was dark. He only had his headlights. Yeah. You know? All right. Well, anyway. I don't mean to crush... Your hopes and your dreams, yeah. because I want to believe. I want to believe. We want to believe. And if you would like to believe with us, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TTIS Podcast. If you'd like to give me some proof about Bigfoot and try to help me convince Corey that Bigfoot is a thing. Please uh, do. Hit me up on any of those those aforementioned things, or you can email us at thetruthissomewherepodcast at gmail.com. Other exciting news, we're on Patreon now, so yeah. you can find us on Patreon, also at TTIS Podcast, and also we've got merchandise up on Threadless, it's real cool, uh, so that's the truth is somewhere.threadless.com. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what to say. That's it. <laughs> Alright guys, the truth is somewhere, keep looking for it. Yeah, show us if you find it.